Welcome to Soft Landing, the podcast that makes interior design accessible to everyone. Hey guys, I'm Amy. I'm an interior designer, artist, and space planner. I'm here to talk about everything you need to know about interior design, from furniture to finances. I'm sharing over a decade of experience to help you find real design solutions and craft the space of your dreams. Hey there, humans. Thank you so much for tuning in today and joining me for a discussion that I'm super excited about. This is one of my very favorite topics. It's perhaps the topic I cover the most on this podcast. This isn't the first time I've talked about it, and it will not be the last. So today, we're talking all about furniture, and specifically, I want to talk about how to order furniture online, because it's a little bit more complicated than you think. There's so much more to interior design than just furniture. I'll say that as a caveat. Sometimes on this podcast, I talk about things that fall within the realm of interior architecture, so doors, windows, walls, and their associated materials, cabinetry, lighting. Those are all super important elements. But I love talking about furniture because it's a super accessible way to change the look of your home. It doesn't require a contractor or any specialists. You can change up your furniture whether you're a homeowner or a renter. There are lots of different sources to get furniture from, whether you're buying a $10,000 sofa from Beau Concept or taking your cousin Judy's old lounger that she doesn't want anymore. In the industry, we refer to furniture as part of the category referred to as FF&E, which is an acronym that stands for Furniture, Fixtures, and Equipment. When I was a baby designer, it was explained to me that FF&E is anything that if you think of the building that you're working with and you rip the roof off and turn the building upside down and shake it, anything that falls out is FF&E. So anything that's not bolted down. The furniture in our lives is super important because unlike a wall or a piece of art, we physically interface with furniture every day. There's a human scale involved in the design of furniture and the experience of it. As I mentioned before, there are so many places to get furniture, but I think one of the most common sources or one that's growing more and more is buying furniture online. And this includes companies that have only a website, no brick and mortar, Or maybe they have a couple of flagship stores on one coast or the other, but it might not be near you. There are also huge companies that do the majority of their business through their website. And we're talking companies like Amazon, Wayfair, things that you order when you're kind of in a pinch and you need something quickly. But there's a lot to consider when you're looking at furniture through a website and because you don't have the opportunity to interface with the actual piece of furniture the way you will every day, I want to walk you through some steps to make sure that you understand exactly what you're getting so that you don't have that moment when something arrives and you are very surprised at what you received versus what you thought you were getting. (laughs) 
Now, I just want to say I'm not going to talk about any really specific brands today. I think that there's the potential to order good furniture and bad furniture from most manufacturers. And every manufacturer goes about displaying information about their pieces of furniture a little bit different. So I just want to walk you through what to look for, what to note, and what constitutes a red flag. Before you start looking for a piece of furniture, one of the most important things to do is measure the space where the piece will go. You may be looking at a wall in your home that you want to have a credenza in or an area where you want to have a new sofa. So I would really recommend investing in a nice big measuring tape. Now, you can use whatever you have on hand, but I would say if you get a nice wide measuring tape, those are actually easier to use, which is a little counterintuitive. I think before I went to school for interior design, I thought having a little wee baby keychain measuring tape was a good idea. But actually, the wider your measuring tape is, the easier it is to work with because it stays put when you lay it out. And you can actually work with it to measure vertical dimensions easier. But you could also invest in a laser measurer, which is very cool and will allow you to measure long distances with the tap of a button. One thing I would avoid using is any measure on your phone or an app. I feel like those are still a little inaccurate. And I would honestly rather you use a piece of string to measure the full distance and then measure the string with a ruler foot by foot than an app. There are lots of ways to get crafty with measuring things. I remember when I was in design school, we had to measure an entire building without measuring tapes, and we were taught all of these kind of quirky ways to use our bodies to measure things. So I know for a fact that my foot, when in a typical shoe, is exactly 10 inches long. And so if I pace something off foot by foot, I can count in 10 inch increments how long something is. And while that's not super precise, if you don't have anything on hand, it's better than not measuring at all. And it's better than using an app on your phone. So you're measuring the width and depth of the space that you have. And in some instances, it is helpful to measure the height of the walls in your space. This would be particularly helpful if you are looking at something like a tall bookcase to really understand the amount of space that will be in between the top of the piece of furniture and your ceiling, because you may be planning on putting something up there, but you might have a lot of room or you might have not enough room. So gather your information about the space that you have. And then the next step will be understanding the dimensions of any piece of furniture that you're interested in buying. Now, I will say with direct-to-consumer furniture, I don't feel like manufacturers really put the dimensions in your face. They make you dig for them on websites. When I'm looking at pieces of furniture for work from companies that manufacture to the trade or to directly interior designers... The dimensions are one of the first things that you see. You don't have to dig with most companies, I would say. But it's worth doing the digging because it's so important to understand how big a piece is. 
when you see a picture of something online, it will look a certain way and you might inherently think you have an understanding of how big it is, but until you see those numbers, you don't know for sure. So when you're on a website, any manufacturer's website, you got to hunt for the dimensions. And a lot of times these are buried in pull-down tabs or you have to click on a link that says details or see more or specifications in a different tab. But look for these things because they're not always labeled as the dimensions are here. So I would, yeah, keyword, details, specifications, hunt, hunt, hunt. It It, it is there. And that is, if it's not there, that's a red flag. If a manufacturer is selling a piece of furniture and not telling you the height, the width, and the depth, that's definitely an indication that you're not dealing with a company you necessarily want to buy from. When you find the details and dimensions of your piece, what I would recommend is actually taking some masking tape and blocking off the footprint of the piece of furniture in your space. So if you find out there's a sofa that's 76 inches wide by 34 inches deep, you can make a rectangle on your floor with masking tape. And you can even do this in kind of a funny, it's almost like a projection way where you run the masking tape up the adjacent wall to reflect the height of the piece as well. So you'll have a footprint on the floor and then some kind of a shape on the wall to reflect the height. But this is really helpful to help you visualize and understand exactly what you're going to get. It can be easy to see a number and think that it'll work out, but understanding the type of clearance you have on either side of a piece, what other pieces of furniture it might be directly next to, it's really helpful to understand exactly how the, how the piece is going to feel in your space. I think the other great thing about doing this technique is that it's really easy when you're looking at dimensions to mix up the length, the width, or the height. And depending on the manufacturer you're working with, sometimes they're not labeled. Sometimes they just give you three dimensions and they don't tell you which one is which. So masking it off will help you understand because if you're thinking something is the height and all of a sudden the shape you've created with your masking tape looks very different from the picture, you'll know you've got it switched around. So you can start to really understand what the shape of the piece is. The other detail that I think is really important to investigate on a website is the materials that the piece of furniture is made out of. So this includes whether or not you're actually looking at real wood or if it's actually laminate furniture with printed kind of fake wood, what kind of fabric it is. There are lots of different textures of fabrics and sometimes you might be getting something that is a little bit of like a velour or it might be more of like a faux leather feel. And that's not something that you can always tell just from the picture. And it's not always described in the piece of furniture. 
On that note, I think another really important thing to do, if it's available, which many manufacturers do offer this, is order a sample of any of the finishes on your furniture, particularly if it's a piece of fabric. And so many companies have this as an option. Um, I think you can do this with Joybird. I know you can do it with Blue Dot. You can definitely do it with some of the larger companies like Raymore and Flanagan. They will have all of the fabrics that are available in the piece that you're looking at. And sometimes you have to pay like $5 or something for it. But I promise you it's worth it because number one, as I was mentioning before, you don't really understand the texture of the fabric until you get it in your hand. So even if it's like a linen look fabric, once you get it in your hand, you might realize that it's super scratchy and you don't actually want to have that on your sofa. Or you may like that. Who knows? Two, it's important to look at the piece of fabric in real life with your surrounding pieces of furniture and the finishes of your home. For instance, staying with the sofa analogy, if you're getting a new sofa and you have an existing area rug, it'll be really important to make sure that you like the color of the fabric with your area rug and with any wall paints, artwork, or any other furniture in the space. And this definitely adds a little bit of extra time to the whole process. I know one of the great things about buying furniture online is that you can get it now, but this step is so worth it. And usually I would recommend ordering multiple samples just in case the one that you order, the one that you're liking, isn't what you imagined, you'll have other options to look through. So I think five to ten samples is a good amount to start with. A funny thing happened to me at work last week. I am designing a reception desk for one of the offices I'm working on right now. I wanted to find a material that's like a half round dowel tambouring, which um, is basically like wood slats that you can put on a wall or on a piece of millwork. It's very trendy right now. Um, I'm seeing a lot of it in magazines and on Pinterest, and it's really pretty stuff. And I found a company that I've worked with before that made it and I ordered a sample and I got the sample a few days later and I was so confused at first. Instead of it being a series of half dowels that were sliced lengthwise and then adhered to like a net backing, kind of the way wall tile is, it was a single piece of plywood that had an image printed on it to fake the depth of the half rounds. It wasn't even carved. It was just printed. And I was shocked. And I wrote my sales rep. I was like, this is really misleading. And of course, he didn't respond. But even professionals can be fooled by online images. So this is why ordering samples of the finish you're getting is super important. Another thing I'm a huge fan of is doing kind of an initial online search for furniture and then earmarking any of the pieces that you could potentially go see in person, even if it's not going to be in the final finishes that you select, if it's 
going to be in a different color or fabric. I think that's okay. But it's still worth going and visiting the piece in person, even if you're not going to buy it that day, even if you end up buying it online. I think it can still be really helpful just to get a sense of the quality, the size, the feel of it. I do this a lot when I'm looking for vintage furniture online. I have a lot of resources that have really great social media accounts and they're always posting their new findings to their Instagram. But what I do like to do is go there in person occasionally just to get a sense of the piece before I purchase it. Or you can even message them and ask them to hold it and see it in person before you commit to buying it. One of the other things that you should really scour the details for is whether or not your piece requires assembly, because I don't think that's something that a lot of manufacturers brag about. And even though a company like Ikea is known for having to assemble their pieces, a lot of other manufacturers have that as part of their shipping process as well. Obviously, shipping something through the mail in a flat box when it's disassembled is much easier and more cost effective than shipping a fully assembled sofa to you. So that's something that you want to look for if there's a note that says assembly required or some assembly required. And if it's unclear how much assembly is required, you can always call the company's customer service and ask the question of how many pieces does it come in? Are there assembly instructions? Does the company offer white glove service where they'll deliver it and assemble it for you? That's always an option too. And lastly, you really want to look closely at shipping costs and shipping lengths. So Companies like Amazon are pretty clear cut about when they'll get it to you. And that can be one of the things that I think is really seductive about buying furniture from them. But not every company is set up to moonbeam their furniture directly to you. So I think it's important to understand, is this a piece that's going to be manufactured as you hit the purchase button? Is it already ready to go? Will it be a couple of weeks? Will it be a couple of months? And there's nothing wrong with a piece of furniture taking a couple of months to get to you. That's really common. And in some ways, it indicates that you're working with a quality manufacturer that isn't all about high volume and having a big warehouse. They'll make it as you order it. And it's probably a higher quality piece. But it's important to understand how long it's going to take so that your expectations are met. Because if you think you're going to get something in a couple of weeks and a few months go by and it's not there, that's going to be super, super frustrating. And then in turn, the cost of shipping. So one thing that I found is that an item might look really affordable and then they get you in the shipping costs where all of a sudden the shipping is more money than the piece itself. So a lot of times you don't find that out until you've already hit the purchase button and filled out all of your information. So sometimes it's good to just do that to start the process because you'll get more information as you get going and you can always cancel out of it before you actually hit confirm. And of course, if any of this information isn't made clear to you, 
I think that's a good indication of the quality of the manufacturer that you're working with. And it's a good reason to not buy the piece that you're looking at. If you can't find out how big it is, if you can't get information about how long it takes to ship, if they don't talk about how the piece is made or what it's made out of, if there's a level of mystery, then for sure it's going to be hard to meet your expectations because so much of it is just you projecting about what you think the piece will look like based on a couple of images. Buying furniture online can be super convenient and there are so many great sources at your fingertips. I feel like every day there are new furniture companies that launch that are web-based so there's really a lot of good stuff out there but there's an equal amount of not so great things out there so it's all about being careful, getting informed, and knowing exactly what you're looking for and what you're going to get. I hope you found this episode helpful and if you're enjoying this podcast please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the podcast which helps me keep on trucking. So have a great day and thanks again for listening. I'll see you in the next episode.